Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us in our fourth edition of Patiently, no, third, I'm sorry, our third edition of Patiently Waiting for Nothing podcast. I am so excited to be able to participate with you right now and to be present to all of the challenges that many of us are facing And then just to take one moment of time to nurture you and support you right where you are so that we can actually get through this together. So uh, tonight's conversation is all about meditation and service. But before we get to that, I do want to talk a little bit about why we're doing this podcast. Many of you already know that I wrote this book, Patiently Waiting for Nothing, about 20 years ago, and then just recently dusted it off the shelf and said, hey, let me share this with my community. And I didn't know that this time period would be such that we would need to have that which we are talking about, right? So the first week we actually... um, spoke with Kiana about breathing to center as we deal with the conversation of fear. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, please go listen to it. That would have been episode number one, right? And then uh, last week, we spoke with another uh, Master Force coach, uh, Kimberly Perdue, and we were talking about aloneness and how that actually affects relationships. And really, we both of those sessions were absolutely 
uh, filled with gems and a lot of information that would make a difference for you, uh, like I said, as we're dealing with this. So just so you know, there are 27 themes in this book, and we will go through each theme with a different Master Force coach every week. And we will share from our personal experiences so that you can know how we're adapting. So we're not talking theories or anything like that. We're talking about our life experiences. So tonight we'll talk meditation. And then um, the next session we'll talk visualization. And then we'll talk about time. And, um, and then on the sixth session we'll be talking about affirmations. Okay? So you can find this book, Patiently Waiting for Nothing, on Kindle at Amazon, right? And I think it's about 10 bucks, right? We also have coming forward a Patiently Waiting for Nothing website, which will offer you the opportunity to um, go through some of the processes. So it'll be a lot of information that will give you tools for each of the topics that we're speaking to. And then for those who are with us and have continue to be with us, we have a Patiently Waiting for Nothing Facebook page. And so each week we do load information. So if you go over there now, you will find that we have Patiently Waiting for Nothing. We, we put up um, some meditations and more information about meditation so that you will be able to um, participate, right? You'll be able to actually share inside of um, the, the work that we're doing right now. And if there's any questions uh, that you want to ask or any information you want to share, please share it on the Patiently Waiting for Nothing Facebook page. And you can also send us an email there or uh, just read out, reach out to either Teresa or myself. Okay, so um, now, you know, I really want us to get started for tonight, and I am excited to talk to my dear friend and um, our Master Force Life Coach, Teresa. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I hear you, Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful that you are able to join us. Why don't you uh, just start out letting people know who you are, where you are, what you're doing, and then we will get on topic after that. Okay. I just want to say thank you, uh, Moot, for having me tonight. I feel honored and I'm totally humbled by this invitation. Uh, it's such an honor, really, uh, from all the teachings and the trainings that I got from Master Force, and you were such a pivotal part of that. So, I just want to say thank you. So let me get that off my chest. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you, girl. Yes. So I'm currently in Puerto Rico. Yay. <laughs> and I took this journey, I would say, four years ago. And uh, you happen to have made that journey with me the first time I actually moved out here. Um, my parents were both born here. And my dad moved to Chicago in the 50s to give his growing family a better life. Hmm. So I'm number 11. So I come from a tribe. I yes. tell everybody that. <laughs> and I have two beautiful children, or should I say master teachers, who came to raise me up. Yeah. Uh, 
Stephanie and Destino, and my three beautiful grandchildren, Maceo, Salou, and Simpson, my baby. He's just a chunky little thing. I love him to pieces. Um, but basically, I got off the corporate grid of life in 2011, right after my dad passed. Um, at that time, I had two boutiques in Oak Park, and I was a single parent who was living pretty much a robotic life, you know, come home, cook, go back to work. Um, it was all about making money, right? Paying the bills and raising the children. And once the... Um, housing crash happened thereafter my father passed um, and my boutique started suffering at the same time so I started dumping money into my stores keep them going and then you know I remember asking my mom to help me to pay my taxes one year for my business and I knew I said okay this is not working time to time to hit the reset button figure it out and I tapped into what was really important. I mean, I was truly burnt out, falling into a depression at the same time. But my customers kept calling me to come to their house and help them with their closets. And so I started a closet coaching business. But in that process, I saw something strange and it kept happening over and over. And these women were having a hard time letting go of their clothes. To a point, someone had tears in their eyes. I'm like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Never saw anything like that because I was always selling the clothes. Uh, so I reached out to a dear friend of mine, Jesse Garza, who's doing it big in New York. Uh, he's written books. We went to high school together. He was doing Oprah's Closet. So I called him. He was in New York. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? I mean, what is this? I thought this was going to be easy, you know, because I love fashion. And he was like, listen, this job is very challenging. So every Sunday, I want you to start watching Masterclass on Sundays. And I started watching that, you know, trying to understand it. And what I started understanding was that the the women's uh, soul was in their closet. Like, that's where they really come from mm. in this process. So I was like, wow, that's pretty deep. How can we be so attached to things? But that's how it was. People were very attached. So I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to step back from this and figure out what to do next, because that, that was going to be my bread and butter. I mean, I had plans, right? As a right. business one, I always had my plans. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but nothing was coming from it. So I knew that I had to get educated in it. So I thought about coaching. I thought about it, but nothing came out of that until I met you on Facebook, and you told me what you were offering in your educational um, program. And I was like, girl... I mean, it was you were godsend. Do you remember the first time we met? <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I think it was uh, doing an Ignite Your Soul Connection uh, series. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. And I went to see you. And before I left my house, my spirit said, you have to bring her a gift. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. I came to the house and I bear gifts. So that's just, you know, God's confirmation. Um. Then that's how it happened. So here we are nine years. I mean, that was nine years ago, right? And oh, so my goodness. After that, um, I decided uh, most recently to delve into um, getting certified as a Reiki master because I wanted to connect with that energy inside me, the energy that says that you can heal yourself, mm. breath, or you can heal yourself by 
okay, getting off of this circle of craziness that you're in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just thought that that would be the next step for me. And so I, I uh, became a Reiki master here in Puerto Rico. I started in Chicago, and then I came here and I got certified. So, I mean, that's basically what happened. <laughs> um, so... Here, also, I was supposed to finish my book. I was supposed to start my book. So, basically, in the journey that I was taking where I was letting go all these physical things around me and I started to grab onto spiritual things, uh, the instructions were that I needed to begin the book in Puerto Rico. And that's exactly how it started. So, I came to Puerto Rico to start the book and finish it here. Mm. Um, And in between that, my mom passed. I went to Chicago, stayed a year with her, which was the best gift ever. Anyway, so um, 2018, while I was here, Hurricane Maria happened. So that devastated the island. It de- just devastated the island. And after checking to make sure I'm okay and the house is okay, I just started going out there raising money and assisting the people, my people. And I found such joy doing that. I was in the right place at the right time. I felt so honored to be able to do that. That was pretty big for me. I really enjoyed that. Wow. And, you know, it's, you, yeah. well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Were, you had no, more? that's silly. That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you know, Teresa, as you're talking, I'm looking at how interwoven our life has become because I remember when you came to my house to help me do my closet. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, you were one of them. <laughs> I was one of them. Because when you talk about women, I was like, oh no, you you can't throw that dress away. That dress is 20 years old. I got that dress from Angie. What did you use? And I said, Monica, come tell him. And I- <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, my was- God. You were proud of them. That was so cool, though. Oh, my God. And you oh. took out five bags. I, I, I remember thinking, I didn't even think I had that many clothes. <laughs> and you yeah, throwing you away five bags. And then we found your great books. Remember all the books that we pulled out? Yes, yes. So I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the closet coaching because it is a service that is so needed. And when you said that women have their soul in their clothes, oh my goodness, isn't that the truth? I mean, it's, it's just so, uh, it's real. And we really have to start looking at that attachment and start doing small things, you know, yes. to, to move away from it. So, you know, at, at some point we'll have to have a whole nother conversation around that because that is an off, awesome service. You know, I hope you don't yeah. get too busy where you can't do that. So, you know, just, just thank you. And then the uh-huh. other thing that I was going to say is that I was there when Hurricane Maria was about to hit. And I remember being scared to come and tell you that we were getting on the plane. <laughs> yes, you did tell me you were going. I said, okay, I got that. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to leave her here. It's like, uh, I got that real clear. Yes, right. Shalani was like, well, they have two seats. <laughs> if we not, if we getting on there, we have to say yes right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, and, and then to watch how you, um, just really became of service to the people there was just so amazing i it it fills me up all the time to to see to see that niche you've carved carved for yourself there and i'm grateful i'm grateful indeed for you so 
Yeah. Okay. You know, you know how I get moved to tears. Okay. So let's now, this conversation tonight is about meditation. And then we want to look at it in alignment with service. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell us how you have been affected by meditation and, and maybe give us a little journey uh, about um, how you got involved with it. So I learned it in church, girl. I mean, I read this scripture and it read, keep this book of the law always on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful everything that is written in it, Selah. And when I read that, I was like, well, I don't remember really being taught how to meditate in church. I don't think we've ever stopped to just not listen to a pastor speak, not listen to anyone sing, but just to be with yourself and with the creator, one, the light inside of you, like what we're being taught in church, but we weren't practicing it. So I didn't know, I didn't know how to. So I was told by uh, church people that, you know, be careful, you might invoke some bad spirits. Mm. So I didn't mess with that because I thought I was going to go into the, the other realm and not come back or like, you know, come back my leg dragging or something. So. <laughs> curious okay so you know I started to okay so right after my dad passed well before my dad passed it's in my book I wrote a book about this and I uh, wrote a book about everything in it. and I went um, to Lake Geneva with some friends and we my girlfriend and I and my other girl we, we decided to walk to the river and while, while we there, while, once we were there she said let's Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Meditate. So I was like, mm, no, okay, now, girl. Let's see what you're trying to do. So you were actually, you weren't only hesitant, you were afraid. Girl, I was scared because I'm like, I don't know what, what this girl's going to bring in this in this space here right now. So we're outside. So we're, it's beautiful by the river with the bench. Perfect scenario. And I said, cool. So I sat there. I, you know, I had my little dial, had my little eye open. 
And um, she said, you know, breathe in freshness, breathe out darkness. Breathe out, well, breathe out darkness, breathe in light. Breathe out darkness. And I thought that was pretty cool. We can, we can all do that. So I started doing that. And in the process, I, I saw a buck. And when I saw this huge buck, I got scared, and she she felt my you know my fear, I guess, and she said, "Keep breathing, breathe in, light, throw out darkness," you know. And I I went back into my breath, and I did exactly that. And then I heard the buck like go, you know, snare like a like a horse, like if that's the right word. <laughs> but I looked up, and in that moment, that moment my, my the spirit told me that that was my father's last breath him he he was in the hospital he was in bad shape i left him because my sister said that go go because i was with him like for a whole week straight wouldn't leave his side but when i did that and i felt that it was life transforming i mean my, my whole life was transformed in that moment because although I felt it, I, it, did, it wasn't confirmed until I got back to the hotel. We were going to get dressed to go to the pool, and I got the call from my sister. You got to get back. Pop is not well. So, you know, the story goes on. Um, and by the time I got to the hospital, everybody's in the waiting room, and Dad was just just really under. And, and my sister said that um, they didn't want anyone to go in the room and, and so, you know, I always had that little spirit in me to do what people don't tell me to do. And I, and I really wanted to see my dad, you know. So I went to the curtain and peeked in, and she saw me and asked me to come in. And as I stood by his bed, he didn't look well. She was pumping a ball, a blue ball. I'm like, okay, she's trying to keep him alive. And all of a sudden, he flatlined. He just flatlined right in front of my eyes. And I was like, whoa. And I asked the doctor, I said, is this it? Is he passed? And she goes, oh, no, 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 I'm just working with the machines. And I had already heard at the river that that was my last, my dad's last breath. So after that, I just knew that there was something in me that I could tap into. Mm. And not be afraid of it. Because I still, you know how people say, you, you hear that small voice that tells you don't go over there or don't date that girl or don't, you know, that small voice, that's God. That's the same thing. It's, it's whatever you want to call it, but it's definitely light. So you could hear, you could hear a couple of things going on inside of that, that beautiful story you just shared with us, because, you know, the whole thing about the animal spirit and water, you know. Okay while you're meditating you know it's real right yes yeah and so that gave you access to release the fear of meditation i mean it's almost like it was like non-existent after that yeah girl you know yeah, yeah. And, and 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 so six months later i mean i was a mess i i my, my dad's death really just took me for a curve and uh six months later a pastor called me pastor doris and just to check on me, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. We're talking. I tell her what happened to me at the river. And she goes, Teresa, go to Psalms. I think it's 51. Mm. Psalm 50, get the Bible. 
open the book, get the Bible. And I'm like, what? So I went, and when I got the Bible, it was exactly that the buck was crying for God to take him, like that oneness with God. Wow. Was, oh, I mean, it was intense. Wow. Girl, that was intense. I was just like, okay, Lord, what are you doing with me? There's, this is beyond me. These experiences that I'm having are beyond me. That's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's so affirming, though. Even though you say it's beyond you, it's just affirming. Yeah, I, I guess I mean that my brain couldn't wrap itself around it because this was spirit. This was spiritual. Mm-hmm. This had nothing to do with the brain. Mm-hmm. You know? I felt challenged. Yeah, it was hard to grasp because, again, I wasn't taught about these things, that relationship and that connection with God, you know? So when you're yeah. reading, when you're reading about meditation in in the book, patiently waiting for nothing, what showed up for you? Was there anything more real or more um, uh, fulfilling for you that you got out of reading reading it? Um, I would say it definitely. Definitely, because of where I'm at today, I just kind of just clung to it and understood it right away. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I I I get the the connection that one has with that that's with, that's inside of you that light. You know, it 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 really just connected me right away. So you're saying for you meditation and and I'd like to you know I'd like to tell people meditation really is a form of medication because you get access to something you know that you know like you're saying you can call it your higher self your spirit god essence whatever you want to call it yeah but you get access to something and that's when you decide to, when you decide to turn off the TV, mm-hmm. when you decide to turn everything off. Say more about that. When you decide to just be with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, like tonight, preparing for this conversation, I figured, you know what, I'm going to put a meditation on and I'm going to just go in and just relax and let go. And I swear, as soon as I sat down, no, my spirit said, you're going to sit here. You're gonna check. <laughs> yeah, you got to check yourself. How are you feeling? Are you nervous? Mm. I was like, yeah. And you got your water? I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still even with that, deciding to put something on to listen to, I, could, I couldn't hear myself. Yeah, that's, that's really good because, um, you know, there's one thing to be with yourself and then there's another thing to be still and quiet. Yeah. And then things show up in that space, doesn't it? Yeah, because first of all, you're shocked that you don't hear anything. You're like, dang, what world am I in? (laughs) What world am I in of silence? Whoa, where does this come from? Yeah. And who am I in that silence? Yeah, that shows up too. I'm looking at the quote here. The quote for this section is, 
in this moment, I welcome silence, stillness, and divine guidance. In this moment, I welcome silence, stillness, and divine guidance. And I think you spoke to that earlier when you said sometimes we're busy and we can't hear that small voice talking to us because we're too busy. And that's where the divine guidance come from. Yeah, and this time the time is now for many of us. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like God is the universe, God united in one verse. God is united in one verse. He's the universe. Is calling our attention. You know, like, what's your gift? What's your gift? Mm. Really? You sing? Okay, well, I don't, I don't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> what's your gift? Oh, I, I love to laugh. Well, come on now. Tell us a few jokes. Get on, you know. What's your gift? What's, what you've been sitting on? Yeah, yeah. that's great, Just, Teresa. That's a great transition over into the conversation of service. Like, how can you use your gift to serve your your people? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. It is great because, um, you know, doing this wonderful service, you know, I I started uh, with my partner, Land and Heart Project, here in Puerto Rico when I moved here after uh, Hurricane Maria. Um, we had done so much in giving, 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 and I actually broke my ankle in the process coming down from giving. <laughs> well, that's when I had to sit down and spirit's like, okay, are you tired yet? Right? So that's when I really started to really look at what's, what are you really doing? And my donor, um, that I'm grateful for today Steve and I had coffee, and he said to me, all right, so you took care of that, now what, you know? So it was really powerful to think, yeah, now what? What can I do? I can't keep giving people stuff because I know they don't need it. And when I started to think in the bigger scope of things, I started to see that the farmers, the farmers were affected. When Hurricane Maria came, I mean, it took over 10 million trees. Wow. That's a lot of trees. That's a lot of trees. Ooh, a lot of oxygen off the planet. Bro, and now now we're dealing with earthquakes. I looked at my washing machine. It was halfway in the middle of the the porch back here. I had a big one the other day. But, you know, just dealing with all of that, I knew that, there was a bigger picture. So I met my partner, um, April, in one of the, the uh, brigades that I had. There were some people from New York stayed with me, and, and they were like, oh, you got to meet this girl. She lives in Guanica, da, da, da. which is 10 minutes from here. So I met her, and she was speaking the language that I was thinking about, everything that I've been researching. And she said, you know, we have to help the farmers. 
I said, wow, I'm talking that same language. We need to connect. So I ended up coming back to Chicago, got a job. I went to Jerusalem, Israel to film a movie. And we kept in touch. And I came back here and we just started going at it, you know, putting, uh, forming brigades, you know, volunteers coming in and uh, spending time at the farms and helping the farmer, you know, clear land or build a fence or... One farmer asked me if I could hold her baby for the day. She's oh. like, do you mind? Oh. I just want to go swing that machete. You know, <laughs> I'm a farmer. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, wow. Oh. So I was really learning so much. I saw this three-year-old with a machete and his little rubber boots, and I'm nervous. And his father's like, no, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, shoot, what three-year-old has a machete? <laughs> <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. These, I mean, so I just started to experience some amazing, some amazing connections to who I am and, you know, why my parents were so proud of being Puerto Rican. Wow. Hmm. It was awesome. So, and so, you know, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, I love when you ask. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, so inside of this space, though, I mean, because this is all new, right? I mean, you... Right, yes. Yeah, right. You're learning. Not only are you learning about farming, but you're learning about the people and you're learning about yourself as well. Yes. You know, that had to be a little overwhelming at times. Yeah, it, it really was. Um, and at night, I would just, or when I found the moments, I would either lay on the hammock or I would just go to Mother Nature, which was right there, and just stand there and go to the river. And I just started opening myself to Mother Earth more in the process. Mm-hmm. So I just really started getting the love that's available, you know, that, that I don't have to be so hard on myself in life and trying to make ends meet and trying to, trying to do this and trying to make this appointment, trying to do that. But to be of service and to really connect with Mother Earth and my roots, because I'm Puerto Rican, was truly a blessing. So in that process, you know, we've created an amazing organization. We have board of directors now, and we're moving forward. You know, we're moving forward powerfully. Now, I will say, where does the meditation come in, right? So for me, through that process, there are many challenges that come against me. They have come against me. Mm. And so much so that sometimes I just want to say, you know what? I don't need this. I can go do my closet coaching or I can go create something else. Do yeah. Reiki. I do. Yeah. Right? But spirit always reminds me, you know what? I brought you this far. What is the focus? Mm. What is the goal here? You know, you've learned how to meditate. You've learned how to handle these situations. You've learned how to... What can you do for yourself that you can just go forward? Yeah, good. You know? And there were things happening to me that I, if I was one of those persons that would get on Facebook and tell everybody what happened to me, people <laughs> would probably be like, dang, T. And they'd be right there with me because they would be like, I can't believe that's happening to you, right? Yeah. But I've learned to, instead of talking about it, like women, we, we get on the phone and talk to people about it. You know, I just started to breathe through it and internalize it in a way that I was releasing it. You know, like meditation, you, you're releasing things. You let it come to you, but you release it. Mm. And 
it's a powerful way of handling things. And then it's that thin line of like, okay, am I bending over too much here? <laughs> or, you know, yeah, I want to be good. I want to breathe through situations. But there are situations that are just not worth your time. Yes. So, so that's the... That's the in-between, that um, the gray areas that I seek um, God and my quiet time um, to direct me because, you know, I want to be clear when I make those kind of decisions because I do have a side of me that when I say I'm done, I'm done, right? So, Yeah, that that's pretty powerful, Teresa, because what you're pointing to is that meditation actually gives you access to intuition and discernment right yes, yeah. yeah and and because yeah. your ego you know our egos <laughs> our yeah. egos can have us keep pushing you know we gonna you know and I gotta be right you, you oh, know <laughs> I can die but I'm gonna be right you're gonna get what I'm saying <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so that meditation you know it's kind of like a pause Mm-hmm. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, it's like, wait, wait, let me hear what's real here. And then yeah. we we like to talk about being over being able to understand and overstand. Again, meditation gives you that full spectrum access. Yeah, yeah, that's that's powerful, girl. I like that. Yeah, it's so important that uh, we uh, that we all go into our breath in in moments of anger. Mm-hmm moments of confusion mm-hmm. you know people say you know that confusion is not of god and then they walk away from their mission oh confusion is not of god so i'm done over here <laughs> like what <laughs> really that's when god is challenging us to 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 come through that fire to make us the the, the knight that we're the warrior you know, that we have to be. Yeah, we're ascending. It's an expansion process, and it's not always easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I try to listen a little bit to what I've learned in church. I try to listen to things that I uh, learn in videos and classes and da-da-da, boom-boom-boom. However, the most deepest encyclopedia I have is within myself. Mm. Yes. And, and you know what I was thinking? Cause you know, you and I, you know, we, we connect at least once a month, you know, in some, some capacity, 
But I love uh, when you've called me and said, oh, my God, you know, I, I, I met a shaman or I had the opportunity. That's inside of you, like allowing the light to come into you so that other people can see your light. Yes, girl, yes. That's all I want them to see too. <laughs> you know, but but you know, you have to be of spirit to be able to see someone else's spirit, you know? And it, it's a constant going back to it. Mm -hmm. So when I don't meditate or I don't take out time for myself, like, you know, when you get on a plane, you know, the, the stewardess to say, you know, if you're traveling with children, please put on your mask first. Right. Well, when I heard that one time, it was like I heard, oh, my God, I have to take care of myself for my children to be okay, you know? Mm. I have to be around for my children, you know? I mean, like, whoa. Because normally, as parents, we'll put it on our children, right? So, I mean, that was big for me. That, that was part of this journey of being able to sit in quietness by myself and just hear so the, the spirit within me speak and lead. Yeah. So, so you're saying that meditation has, has uh, become a tool for you as a self-care mechanism. Yeah, for sure. That's, for sure. Yeah. That's wonderful. And uh, going back to the Tainos, when I um, started to seek them, because when I got here, I just had this desire to meet my Taino brothers and sisters, but I had a desire to meet the, the masculine Taino man, right? Mm -hmm. So I somehow, it happened. Someone told me about someone else, and I went to Eduardo, which is like the pulse of Puerto Rico, with the heart. It's where the Tainos would run to when, you know, the Spaniards would come. And, and I met the shaman there, and Whitey. I should have told him I was going to be on tonight because now I feel bad. But that's my everything. He is everything to me. He has shown me what being a Taino is. And, you know, Castique Martin here in Guanica. I mean, these are warrior, masculine Taino warrior kings out here. Now, the, the Taino, those are the indigenous people of Puerto Rico. Is that right? What are you... That Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Mm -hmm. And they take it very serious. And they take it very serious. Um, and so that side of me, I have in me, right? So connecting that to me was like another jolt of connections into my life, which I think everyone should have. I think that we all should look for that before we leave this earth. You know, where do you connect? What makes you go, Oof, like, whoa, mm. you know, what is it, right? What is it? So even if it's giving to others, it might be bringing, you know, food to a, a single mom with two kids. You know what? I'm a buyer. I don't know what it is. It could be anything. Yeah, we, we, we talk about that. You know, we talk about, you know, service, being of service, you know, first to yourself and then also, you know, being of service to your family and yes. then being of service to your community. Yes. And, and then after that, being of service to your country. But, you know, we have to be of service to self first, but not just self-serving. That's not what we're saying. 
but you know, so that we're not trying to serve others from an empty cup. Right. You know, but when you get that you matter, you do take care of yourself so that you have more to offer. Yeah. That is wonderful, Teresa. So in, in your experience with the, are you saying Tainas? Say it again for me. The Tainos? Tainos, yeah. That's kind of like, is that a spiritual community for you? Oh, um, definitely, definitely, um, because they don't have a religion. There's no labels on them. They just believe in what is real for them, which is their Tainos from the island. Mm. They live here, they'll die here, and that's it. That's all they, that's it. They, they take a stand for that beautiful blood that goes through their veins and they're so proud of it, you know, and, um, and you get to learn from them and, 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 you know, they wear a lot of wood jewelry, a lot of wood. And, you know, I started buying my little wood bracelet and, you know, they gave me a wood necklace and I'm like, man, man this is great. You know, this representation of earth and, you know, they, they honor the sun, you know, the water, the moon. Yeah. The Mother fire. Earth, yes. I mean, and there's explanation for all of that. And I'm like, God, we don't we take those things for granted. Yeah, we do, don't we? If we didn't have any sun, it'd be dark out here. You know, <laughs> fire we need. You know, water, girl, we don't even have to talk about. It. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of reverence, a lot of reverence, and I think that maybe that's what's missing in the world right now. You know, they say the animals are are having a great time on the streets while the women and while the people are locked up. <laughs> you know, I love so, seeing those pictures. The dolphins, you know, you can see them in the canal in Venice. You know, I'm like, look at them. They just like, oh, this is my place now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when you get into those moments in life and you go inward, you get you start appreciating those things. Yeah. Those little things that you never thought for one minute that you would even consider was important to you. It's so important to the master above. It really is. It's, it's, it's this world and the earth is to be respected. It's to be revered. And wow, it's, it's so much to say and learn. And um, so and we can, we can add being, being of service to the earth because I know that that's missing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah, the earth is crying. The earth is crying. I mean, you know, one of the things that I would love, if someone said, what would would be your one wish before you leave this earth, is stop the plastic bottles. Mm. Stop, please. Buy a Brita pitcher. Buy buy, Buy a filter. You know, spend 250 and get a good one. I don't, I just don't buy plastic, please. There's no reason. When Maria hit here and I would go to Costco to replenish and bring back and da-da-da, there was lines and there was millions of bottles that were bought off of this island. People were buying bottles of water like crazy. Costco was just making that money. It's sand. And all I kept, we, I was weeping inside thinking about all of these plastic bottles. Like, what? A, this little island is going to take in all these plastic bottles. That was in just a matter of two, four months, six months. It's just nonstop plastic bottles. Um, I would eradicate that. I mean, they stopped the bags at the grocery store. Come on. Hello. Can't you just do the bottles while you're at it? Right? So 
it must be a big money maker for these people that are selling it, but I, I, I plead with the world to consider getting a water filter and stop the plastic bottles because it just is killing our earth. It's killing our earth. So that's just my two cents on that. But uh, <laughs> No, that's fine. I, I, I love that because I, I do remember when you were doing fundraising and, and you wanted to buy uh, the water filters or the, the parts and so yeah. you could show people how to make inexpensive water filters. I mean, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And we're just starting a program here where we're going to be catching rainwater for the communities. Mm. Uh, we're partnering with an organization in Pennsylvania called Oath, and they, they take care of the homeless people, and they're doing an amazing job. Powerful man of God over there doing, doing the do, girl. He's doing it. And um, so we are committed to doing that here in the island because – the people don't get the water that they need when these um, tragedies happen. We've had some major um, stuff happen here, right? right? So they don't get the water up there. So those those are the areas that we want to start with. We want to impact those areas um, and put these. Um, it's going to be, you know, the, the only way I can explain is like having a, a big old garbage can, a huge one, and then putting a filter in there and, and having a spout. And the community will always have water there's no reason why we're not collecting rainwater that's another thing that i just don't understand yeah so yeah. you know i used to worry about what shoes i was gonna wear or what designer i like you know i love prada okay i, I don't know how to say that uh, i love prada <laughs> and with glasses with sunglasses <laughs> and with purse <laughs> but now it's you used to crack me up <laughs> committed to and um yeah that's what's up you know i think that as a as a i think we all can just start to go inward and start creating a, a world from within you know so teresa i want you to make sure that you put uh the information about uh the project you just spoke you know either send it to me so i can put it on um okay. the facebook page but i want people to be able to to follow um this process i think that's amazing you know that yeah that's, that's just yes. awesome thank you thank you so very much i really appreciate it and i and i do that in honor of my dearest friend dr virginia bishop because i talked to her about this mm -hmm. and um she decided to leave the earth she's with god now but um she loved the idea. She was like, wow, that's great. You know, and she's always been my big sister. And it was, you know, just now that it's starting to happen, I think of her and I'm like, oh, this is so cool, you know. So, <laughs> you know, we can't wait to that moment where we're not here to do something, right? So we, we have to, we have to look around us and see what we can do better for the world and for our families. So That is wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you know, so I'm, I'm listening to all of the ways that you are using your gifts. So you're, you're writing a book. What was that? What's the name of your book? Homeless Mind. Homeless Mind. And, and, and when are you going to bring that to market? Well, any day now. I, 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 um, I had plans, right? I said in January of 2020, that book was going to come out. Well, then God had other plans, right? right? The earthquake. <laughs> We're still, you know, shaking. Now we got, the, you know, so, but 
So maybe fall. Fall is always a good time. So, but it would probably be this year though, right? Because it's oh, it's okay. just about done. I I know that. So oh, it, it's yeah. done. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you, it's already there, and I I definitely have to release it because I could I could keep polishing it, but I it's starting to lose its rawness. Yes. You know, when it originally happened. So it's called Homeless Mind, and when I read your book. I connected that, that, do you get it? Do you get that Homeless Mind represents your book and the fact that these two women came together, Helen and Bobby? Mm, I can homeless, see that. Homeless and Mind? Yes, I can see that. Wow. And I didn't know you 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. I, know. I just saw that a moment ago. I'm like, wow. So. Yeah, and, and I know when I actually... Um, had the book printed, I went, I lived in Chicago and I took, I want to say about 30 books and I gave them, I gave like the homeless people in Hyde Park in downtown because those were places that I frequented. And I would give each one uh, three to five books. And I, I told them one is for you to keep and the other five you can sell or give away or do whatever you want to. But I, that was my, I I wanted to honor uh, the homeless, you know, and, you know, I've been homeless, so it's not like that. I, I think they're, they, they serve a sense of heroism in, in us because they walked away from something and took a stand for something else. And most people don't get that. So I, I wanted to connect with them with that book. And you just brought that full circle. That's, that's beautiful, Teresa. Yeah, and and the reason that I loved it was because one of my best experiences was with a homeless man when I had my stores in Oak Park, and he would come in the mornings and help me. He would sweep or whatever, and I remember that the police came into my store um, to say that the the neighbors were complaining, the business owners around me, because he was doing that. They didn't want him around. And I looked at that cop, and, you know, that Puerto Rican comes out of me real easy. So, But I was like, you can go and tell them that they can come help me, too, if they like. Okay. I'm like, I don't understand, officer. What does this gentleman helping me have to do? Well, I mean, who are they? I, I just was like, but it didn't phase me what he was saying because he was homeless. Like, this homeless person can't be in this neighborhood. <laughs> so he left. He, he put his little tail between his legs and left. I wasn't having it. I'm like, Mm-mm. good for this, you. This is a human being. Yes. And he needs to be respected. And he, if I see him today, which he's still in Oak Park, because I, I saw him last trip, and I'm like, he likes being this way. Okay. I said, Maurice, how you doing? Hi, Sister Teresa, how you doing? You know, and he always just welcomes me with such loving arms and and heart and, and soul. It's yeah. like no one says hi to me like that. Yeah. Yeah. That reminded yeah. me today I I, I I made cookies and and banana bread this week and so I, I have a homeless guy friend, you know, he's not my friend, but every time I walk to the library I I see him on occasion. 
And for the past couple of days, I've been trying to see them. So I finally saw them and I had this gift bag and I had cookies and banana bread. You know, I know. And I told him, I said, and you know, if you want to throw it away, I don't have a problem. I said, but I never have cash because I don't carry cash. I said, but I have all these coins. You know, I, I collected all, you know, coins in my room and put them in a plastic and gave it to him. And yeah. uh, I, but you know, my heart, I just wanted to let him know that he mattered. You know, I just wanted to extend myself like that. Yeah. It, and it wasn't anything really. Right. But I just wanted to, and he yeah. smiled. He said, you know, every time you say hello to me, that makes my day. <laughs> so that's, Isn't that something? That's all they want. But people yeah. don't even look at them like, oh, you ain't getting my penny or you're not getting my money. Yeah. Um, but that's not what they want. They just want you to look up at them and give them some eye-to-eye contact and smile. And that's yeah. it. They're happy. Because could you imagine living without love and everybody's looking away from you? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I've had my life. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was at, when I was bad, I had people looking away. <laughs> they like you again, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, so wait, I was talking about all the ways you contribute. So you have your book, and we're going to expect that by, um, you know, before the year's end. And then uh, you also have the Land and Heart Project. What do you have going on there? So we're, like I said earlier, we, we are really just putting the water systems up right now. Oh, right, now. the rainwater, that's where, right. That's where we're going. I mean, that's the number one thing. Um, we can't do anything right now. We obviously can't have people coming together and doing brigades and helping farmers and, you know, um, but we can put systems in place mm-hmm. that would allow for Puerto Rico to move forward. Um, I, I'm very proud of my um, mayor here. He's doing an exceptional job through this process. Oh, wow. uh, he put like little water um, uh, machines outside of uh, businesses that are open. Mm. So you have to wash your hands before you go in. You got to wash your hands before you get leave. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is pretty cool. So we have a forward thinking mayor and this is just, we'll start here. We got Guanica next door and then Guayanilla. But most importantly, we we really want to find the areas. Right now we found an area that needs our attention. It's a community. It used to be an old school. It's just sitting there with nothing in it. It's just a mess, Mm -hmm. but it has great opportunity. It has a kitchen. So um, I want to do a pantry in my uh, in my parents' honor and my in their name, and I've been wanting to do that. Um, so that when things happen, these people, our people, are being cared for. They don't have to run down the hill because it's almost like a forty minute drive up that hill. You know what I'm saying? So and sometimes the, you can't even come down because the roads have been destroyed or something. So and I have walked a couple of those hills. That is no easy thing. No. It's not. It's really not. And then we're connecting farmers uh, to families, farmers, farmers to table, people that are farmers right oh, now. Yeah. Um, we are. We want to assist them in giving their, uh, selling their um, agriculture, their uh, fruits and vegetables uh, through this time. Wonderful. Uh, so that people don't have to go to grocery stores and they can buy from their brothers and sisters uh, that are in these farms and have it for them and are like five minutes away. So, you know, we're kind of connecting the dots. So there's always planning and then there's always that action behind it. 
Yes, because you can talk all day, but if you're not right. going to do the walk, you're not doing anybody any favors. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I allow God to, to lead me. Yeah. You know, that that anytime I find myself getting egoic or edging God out or, you know, being mean, because I catch myself. Mm-hmm. And I, just, uh, I just say, okay, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating right. You're not meditating. You're not meditating. Again, you're not meditating. You know, so... Then I just say, okay. So then I start breathing from my belly and, and start to really care for this avatar that I am in. Wow. This spirit that dwells in me. So, yes. Yeah. That is so wonderful, Teresa. I am just so, I'm just delighted that we've connected and you've expanded my global presence on the planet, you know? <laughs> I I said, I told somebody, I said, as soon as we get out of hibernation, uh, cocooning, or whatever metamorphosis we're going through, I'm getting the ticket to the beach. (laughs) Yes, girl, that's killing, that's really destroying our our spirits not to be able to go to the beach. Oh, yeah, this is. Well, I think it's making us appreciate it. You know, it's really making us honor that part of ourselves and, and and then to also want to be in awe of taking care of it. Yeah. You know, that's right. That's yeah. right. So it's, it's a give and take situation. We need to take care of the earth and the beaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like when you get into, um, I'm going to go back to the, the breath. And even when you go into meditation and you start to realize you've been sick with the flu or you start to get this backache or you, you know, there's been some kind of hip action going and all that. And that's when spirit is speaking to you, mm-hmm. right? That's when you stop and you start, you know, eating the right foods and eating your ginger or whatever, whatever it is that, that we're, would take you from where you're at to where you need to go. Yeah. You know, and, and that's really done through the spirit, the spirit round, the, 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 the voice and the meditation speaking to you because some people are sick and, and I'm not speaking of the coronavirus cause I, I plead the blood over that. I had, I have a hedge of protection all over my family and in my whole town and everybody. <laughs> but when we get sick, our bodies are speaking to us. Yeah. Our bodies, and, and right now, actually, with that coronavirus, if people would realize that the more they think about it, the more fear they have around it, the more fear they have around it around their family and their children, the more likely they might create it. You know what I'm saying? So they got to mm-hmm. be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. You have to be, I have to be, I, Teresa Lugo, I have to be mindful of that. Yeah. Um, because I have children, I think about them, I think of my grandchildren. But then I come back and I'm like, okay, breathe. You know, God has got them. You don't have to worry about nothing. You have to trust. You have to breathe, you know? (laughs) No, what what you're saying is real. It's real because there has to be a balance. You know, you, you, anything that you obsess about anything, it's going to come to you, you know? So you might as well obsess about millions of dollars or something. (laughs) (laughs) music on right and dance you know yeah, or you know yeah. I do my whole Zumba girl I, I get, I'm getting it out of my body I ain't nope you ain't sitting up in here you going out yeah yeah 
Well, we actually take all of our precautions here, you know, and we do the steam breathing and washing our hands and cleaning our surfaces and take our vitamins, you know. But we we actually were doing all of that, as you know, before this happened because we, you know, self-preservation is the first law. So you yeah. want to keep your body strong if you're going to do work. Yes, that's right. Very cool. Well, Teresa, um, we're coming to the end of this amazing program. You know, I I just can't uh, imagine. I mean, there's so much more we could talk about, right? But I I really want you to tell people how they can engage. Where can they find you? How can they get in touch with you if they want to participate with you or if they want to donate to your projects? Or how, how do they get in touch with you? Well, I still have my old email address, which is very easy, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, closetcoach2012 at Gmail. Okay. Closetcoach. Um, they can reach out to me there. I'm on Land and Heart Project on Facebook, Land Heart Project. Okay. Proyecto Corazón y Tierra in Spanish. I love the way it sounds. <laughs> yes. I love it, girl. So those two ways would be the best way to reach out to me. And and just feel free, if anything moved you in this conversation, uh, you have any questions at all, no question is a dumb question. Every question means the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm able to um, hold, you know, extend an olive branch, then that's what I'm here for, you know. So I'm good with that. Thank you. Yeah, and and, and then we're going to post, we'll post that information uh, to the Facebook page called Patiently Waiting for Nothing. And um, you can also, uh, we put some meditations out there for beginners. And then we've also put some binaural beats and some more videos to explain meditation. Uh, we, we just want to encourage, even if you're a seasoned meditator, you know, we just want to encourage you to, uh, you know, take a, a beginner's mind approach to it, bring it back into your life and even go as far as teaching it to the children, you know, show them the power of meditation, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm glad I said that. And then, uh, next week, I am so excited. I mean, I'm, I have the most awesome circle of people in my world, right? So mm-hmm. next week, we're speaking about visualization and adventure. And our featured guest will be Shalanda Bowler. So that's going to be amazing, right? So we're hoping that you join us again for a wonderful podcast about patiently waiting for nothing. And if you would like to purchase the book, you can find it on Kindle, Amazon, Kindle. And uh, we thank you for joining us. We know that you can be doing anything. And Teresa, once again, thank you, love. Can I do a meditation, like a one minute? Sure. You want to take us out? Yep. That'll be fine. You know, uh, whoever's on, you know, let's yeah. just let's do it. So if you're driving, don't do this. I don't want you to crash because once you get into your breath and once you relax, it gets a little bit uh, too comfortable. So, but I just want, I just want, if you're sitting down, you know, with your 
feet on the floor, you put your hands on your, um, on your knees, and um, open your, flip your hands over as if you're about to receive something, you know, you let your palms just dangle up in the air, expecting some wonderful gift. So we're relaxing right now. And you're just breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. I'm sorry, I did that again. Don't try to relax. Just be with it. Whatever. Just be with it. Just for this moment. Take a deep breath up your nose. And release, release, release. Squeeze your belly, let it all out. And let's do it again. Breathe in through your nostrils. And out. And become aware of yourself, not your conceptual self, but that energy that flows within that space of nothing. Keep breathing. And if you have a light above your head, just look up. And let that light shine through you from your crown all the way down. And breathe deeply. And release, squeezing that belly tight. And that is the divine you. With all your answers are. That's where you become one with you. The little G, the divine self. And now just breathe normally, just breathe normally. Bring your head back down. That floating feeling is exactly what you've been looking for. Just being one with nothing. Don't think about nothing. Don't have to come up with nothing. You don't have to do nothing. Just be, just be in this moment.
float. I'm like, God, just take you for a minute and hold you and just be one with the universe. Let it go. It's going to be okay. It's all good. It's for our higher good. One more breath in. And out. Through your nostrils. Squeeze that belly. Let it all out. All of it. Don't save anything in that area. There's sacral, that area, your belly area. That's a sacred area. Let it go. Be at peace and know that all will be well. And again, it's for our higher good. Namaste. Namaste. The God in me honors the God in you. Have a wonderful evening and thank you for allowing me this moment.